0: This is a post Christian podcast.
1: We are the Sacred Collective. All are respected, all are heard, all are welcomed. Join us.
2: Welcome to the Sacred Collective. We're back at it. It's our first time meeting face to face in probably like two and a half months um uh we're as you guys know we're recording in minnesota and minnesota is actually one of the states that things are going in the right direction um and we're under 10 people so we're we're okay meeting um i just want to say i'm glad that all of us who are here are meeting face to face because i miss i miss everyone um I will say that if our daughter is talking in the background, she has headphones on, and she may be louder, she she louder than she thinks. <laughs> but you know, her, like we, well, like we, what we say is what makes it real and raw. Um, having kids, um, and having them not censor themselves. Um, thanks for listening. Um, we've had some cool content the last number of months. Um, had some quarantine games that Caleb has. Um, have done um with a man and i our good friend listener of the podcast but friend harley matthews um from texas has been on um we've had some crossovers with revolution which has been great um i know i put up an episode of my holy saturday talk from all souls protestant church in switzerland that was fun we had scotty on a couple times talking about racism in america um that was great um but we're trying to get back at it as much as we can in our small group dynamic. I think that's what made sacred Collective you know tick is us just getting together um as a small group as friends and we're all friends, but we feel like a family. am I right? like this is a cool family um we are in the family room We are in the family yes. room, and pretty much this isn't gonna be a super long episode, but it's gonna be an episode uh of us just checking in with all uh, with each other seeing how we've been doing. We've talked a lot on, you know, text or Instagram or WhatsApp, but we just kind of want to see what we've, all of us in Sacred Collective have been up to the last couple months. And then we have some other hot content coming down the row, ro- roll, road. Um, Josh um, is going to talk to us in a couple of weeks about um, the food, uh, hunger issues in the Twin Cities can i say that or no what oh um there were some shenanigans going around with me around me um so yeah he's gonna do that we have some other good stuff coming up but we just thought getting back at it that we would you know just kind of shoot the shit see what's going on um but before we jump into that let's do roll call as usual i'm brian i'm caleb
1: i'm Kayleen. I'm Angela. I'm eating a sandwich. (laughs) Joshua. Amanda. I have my mouth
2: full of chocolate. So, half of us are eating.
1: And Ava in the background that may be singing random Daniel Tiger songs.
2: Yeah. Um, And then we'll hopefully end with some good recommendations because I know we're all going to have recommendations because we've been cooped up into our houses or apartments for the last number of months. We all better have some good content that we can think of. Um, so who wants to jump in? What have what have we been doing besides working the last what three and a half months since we met last?
0: I feel like I've been having a slow-motion four-month panic attack. The Same. It's just I've just been like every everything's like, oh that's bad, and this is bad, and that's bad. This is worse. Yeah. I don't want to. I know. I cut myself. I burned myself. What
2: happened? There's a plague. Oh god! <laughs> and we have a president who literally is the dumbest person alive. I said it. It'll I don't care. Go away. And what did you say, Amanda? What he? What did the White House tweet out today?
1: Oh, um, I have to look at the exact words, but something to the effect of, um, "We're not going to let so- in quotation science get in the way of us reopening schools."
2: Wow. Not going to let science. I mean, science, which do. is a, like, legit so thing there are in this some world. people that, like, well, because everybody. of the virus,
1: <laughs> you're either relocating or parting them from prison because it's too dangerous. But yes, let's send our children there who have no social distancing, who, uh, when they cough, it's like this open mouth, like, tongue sticking out, like, they're hacking c- up a lung, who Blech. are wiping their noses, or sharing everything, and then, yeah, just have them do that and bring germs
2: home. I mean, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Yeah, only
0: 135,000 people have
2: died so far. Yeah, we're the only first world country in the world uh, that has over double-digit deaths. Um, most countries, like Italy, when that was an Epic Center, they had like 6,000 deaths, and we probably surpassed that within the first week. And we have a president in America who pretty much says that the coronavirus is not a big deal. Yeah, and
0: we're 4% of the world's population with 25% of the cases. Yeah. And disproportionate amount of deaths. Yeah. Okay, places are are renting refrigerated trucks to carry bodies away in Texas right now. Wow. Like, that is fucked. Yeah. Yeah, that is. That's a mess. Um, And I've been an essential worker, so I've been working ever since. I haven't had to stop working. Like, I have to wear full gear, I have to wear the face mask, I have to wear gloves, mm-hmm. social distance, like, I fucking hate hand sanitizer now. Mm-hmm. I think for the rest of my life, like, it'll be one of those things like, he lived through the war, so he hates this, he hates hand sanitizer, <laughs> he hates the smell. <laughs> Every time he brings it up, he doesn't talk. flashbacks. Yeah. It'll yeah.
1: it'll be our version of I had to walk up the hill both ways in a snowstorm school be like, I had to cover myself head to toe. Every thirty minutes, and I had to go to work every day, and I had to come home and I had to sanitize get myself. naked in the garage and sanitize my body again, and then boil my body in the shower. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> is,
0: is anybody an always sunny and Philadelphia fan? Heck like, yes! I just want to be pure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, that's a, that's a cutback of Danny DeVito covering himself in sanitizer crawling <laughs> crawling naked <laughs> on the floor, uh-huh.
2: just saying, "I just want to be pure." <laughs> So, okay. yeah. Or in the words of the coach and Letter County "fucking embarrassing." Great, <laughs>
0: they have that maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, pe- like people always—they're saying like life is on pause, but it's on pause in a like unprecedented way. It's like I wear a mask not because it's going to necessarily protect me, because it protects others. So it's like everyone's just trying not to be an asshole. Um,
3: the fact that people are getting stabbed or shot over wearing masks or well, not wearing masks. Oh, that shit's
0: going to get way worse now that Walmart has. I know everybody because you know people gotta mm-hmm. go to Walmart. I know. If they're going to be forced Just to arrive, to, to people at like Walmart. Walmart. Yes. Like, people at Walmart are going to rise up. See
3: there's one pr- one medication that I need to get and I can only get it there and I walked I ran in to Walmart and there was poop on the floor and I was like there's oh poop on my floor? god and I ran and I got what? it and I, I checked you out You ran and got I, the poop or your medication? No my medication. <laughs> I ran and got the the medication, yeah. and I checked out, and I ran out the door, and I was like, "Oh my god! I hope I never have to come here again." Mm-hmm. Oh, but I do. That's awesome. they stop selling it online, I'm like, "Why?" You have to deal with the Walmart
0: poops. Is the poop included? I don't know. Did you, you tell was, what kind of poop was? Was it human?
3: I, I, I. Did you oh, taste That's it? even. Oh, come on! Did you slip oh, in too it? Far. <laughs> Did you no, taste they, it? too this far. far. Uh oh, yeah. See, like Ava said, uh oh, not good.
2: So, no. So i no. I'm just, just going to say right now, Caleb, I apologize for how many. I think we should just leave it in. Okay? Tava. just leave it in. If people don't like it, then.
0: Get over yourself.
2: Get over it. Get
0: over it. Get over yourself, turn cruise.
2: Holy,
0: <laughs> if he's listening
2: to this. What? At this point, everyone sat still and watched as the boom arm microphone stand tilted and fell over onto the ground. There. We're back. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, as. Uh, not a, you noticed that none of us did anything well. I was just went, like, ooh! <laughs> 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 I just sat in here like,
0: uh, <laughs> I'm like. just watched Like a back. bunch of assholes. <laughs> is, <laughs> that, is that when you're over 30? It's like you're no longer trying to, yeah. not to save anything? You're just like, well there was. There That's happen. happened. I mean, no, we're in a in
2: bunch of Minnesotans. I'm
1: thinking, oh, I just sat down. This is what
2: Minnesotans do. We see something shitty happen, we're like, oh, that sucks. And then we become gawkers. We're like... Uh, we got stuck in traffic a couple weeks back on 494, which is a major freeway in the Twin Cities. And it was the middle of the afternoon. wasn't even rush hour. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm like, why are we stopped? Why are we stopped? It and an literally accident. all it was, was... No, stopping. someone had a flat tire on the side of the road, and then they they, they hit the median, and everyone was just sitting watching it was like, rubbernecking it, and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And as soon as you got past the car, everyone was just driving. And I'm like, are That's you funny. kidding me right now? Who to watch. Oh, good, good technique there. Yeah, well, since we met last time, I think everyone in the world has known what's happened uh, with George Floyd here in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Well, the Twin Cities. And I know we don't live too far away from where that happened. And I, don't, I think all of us have been affected to it affected by it in a certain way whether we know people who are cops whether we know people who are politicians or friends who live in that area but it's been very uh was i shouldn't say currently but was very um pretty intense we were the twin cities was the epicenter of the news for what like two weeks week two weeks
0: i was just having a uh, talk with my co-workers or people of color today, actually, about this, and none of them were surprised that it happened here, because people were like, "Well, Minnesota is so polite, and, and all this and that." And I was like, "They were telling me that they saw that coming, because they say racism here is just so polite." And, yeah, it is. It's polite racism. Um, I can't remember what season of Fargo it is, but there's a there's one thing where he's like, "Actually, no, you're not nice at all. You're actually very uh, what does he say? Very hostile and mean." Mm-hmm. season two yeah. and he goes you're just so polite about it
3: yeah 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 and so we
0: have this veneer of like that's order that's very true and, what a good like, show Minnesota nice like everything's okay here but really it's 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 okay as long as white supremacy stays intact and nothing else mm-hmm. yeah, the order stays intact um you're but, just polite about it yeah you no know, it is it is but it's like it's like I've seen 80 year old church ladies say things that I, like make me go what'd you say you know um just because of how blatantly racist it is, yeah. Um, but they're so polite about it; it's just like it just comes off so innocuous, right? Like you wouldn't actually, you know, it's just it seems so polite. and You're like, that. Wait a minute, he he said the n word, and but he's really polite about it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's I'm confused okay. right this now. This is not okay. And he's 84. What should I do? Right. Um, well, you could just push him, and he'd just die. But um, no, that, that's not nice. That's
2: so nice. Well, right. And and I mean, right. And I will say from we're recording in July, but back in May when that happened, I think it was Memorial Day that it did happen. Yeah. Because we, Amanda and I had just gotten back from South Dakota and I woke up the next morning because most, you know, in America, that's a holiday. And we wake up, all of us are waking up, you know, and watching the news. And we saw this video that happened. And then literally from what the next four or five days, um, and I'll say this. People think, oh, it's the black people, people of color that burnt down stuff. Down. No, uh-uh. <laughs> no, it was white people that did it. It yeah, was...
0: Even if it wasn't, I don't, I don't consider this a riot. I consider it a rebellion. Yeah, no, I agree fully. A wolf, Revolution, like, rebellion, whatever. rebellion. So, like, whoever burnt down the third precinct, I don't think it matters. Mm-hmm. I think it really does matter that it was burned to the ground.
2: And they actually said on the news, this in... The hundreds of years, what 200, 250 years of America, the third precinct in Minneapolis, which, by the way, I'll to let people know, Minneapolis is one of the most corrupt police departments in all the whole country, and it's been like that for decades, and they've always been under scrutiny and under the you know microscope, but that particular precinct in Minneapolis has been one of the most racist, outright racist ones, um, in in the cities. And that's one of the reasons they targeted it that so much. Um, It's the only precinct in all of America that's ever been burned down. That's legitimately ever been burned down. The the funny thing
0: is when when I saw that building on fire, it actually gave me hope. Because I was like, maybe something will actually change this time. Like if we're actually burning down some of the structure that's already racist, like there could be some real social, like social movements are very rare in history. So there's social momentum right now. And the coronavirus is kind of dampening but it'd be great if we could actually keep the momentum going and have a social movement around this. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah.
2: Well, and I also will tell people, too, is like what you, when you watch either your local television news, wherever you're at, or um, national news, now, just kind of like what the news always does, they'll take like all these riots and protests that have happened, and they'll be like, oh, that's really cute, that's cool. And then they'll go on to, like, something else. And so now they're talking about coronavirus. They're talking about the election. But, like, I I would recommend, this isn't my recommendation, but I would recommend following the site Unicorn Riot because they're literally, like, they have, like, the pulse on everything that's going on. And there's been massive protests and, like, rioting in Portland, Oregon for, like, the last two months. Like, hardcore, like, protesters fighting for tearing down racial, you know, racist monuments, you know, fighting for racial equality. But they, you, you won't see that in any local news. Like, it's just like our, our, our media in America will just censor it and be like, oh, you know, that we're over that, that happened. But yet people are still protesting. I mean, I would say there's almost a protest, not to the, me- you know, mega size that they were back a couple months ago, but you almost have a protest every day here in the Twin Cities. And kind of echoing what Josh said, I th- I think it's, hopefully, fingers crossed, the start of a more of a rebellion, revolution, whatever you want to call it, um, for change.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, every state's different, because, I mean, the Twin Cities is acting differently than, this than rural Minnesota is. Well of course. Mm-hmm. Um, in Oregon, Oregon is a huge hotbed for white supremacy, you know. In the, in the rural yeah. areas. Yes. Um, not necessarily Portland, but. No, no, not Portland at all. But. I, don't, I don't know if there's much more to say. We've kind of gone through quarantine. Yeah. We've all been
2: bored. I, yeah. I did a
3: lot of canning. That was interesting.
2: What did you can, Kayleen?
3: Lots of fruit. So I made Ooh. lots of jam.
2: You gave us some. It was really good. Is, is that your jam? It is my jam. It's jam. I'm, I'm
3: just... It's, it's mostly an experiment to try to figure out whether or not I'm actually doing it right or if it's just like a mess which by the way it can be a mess because that's why there's strawberry rhubarb all over my stove (laughs) so Uh you know and and it has the gelatin from the (laughs) yeah the gelatin mixed in there so it's been really hard to get off (laughs) yep yep that's been fun i'm I'm gonna have to put together a, a little bit of a concoction to get that clean (laughs) <laughs> I try to get I feel it like it won't of come time, off yeah. like it just won't and I'm like and then it's on my stoves and my gas stove so it's always
1: warm yeah. all the time and I'm like
3: oh this is not
1: gonna be I fun. feel like a lot of people have either picked up a new hobby or gotten deeper into like a current hobby or you know something they've kind of played around yeah I
3: also way. learned that if you do anything with the oven on and you don't open the windows yeah. The, the, ca- the, no, well, the, the carbon monoxide detector will go off at eight o'clock at night when you're in the shower, and then you have to keep turning it on and off until you get the soap out of your hair, so you can call the yeah. maintenance guys to come fix it. Yeah, Interesting. all I was doing was making potatoes. It's not like it was the big deal, but they were in the oven long enough with the the lights with the windows not open. What is what is going on? Over and
2: Our daughter, there? Our, yeah. this is how our daughter was all quarantine. So, I'm actually happy when I got to go back to work. <laughs> I love my kid, but I also love being away from her. And you're like, and now I'm getting fixed. Uh, I'm probably going to get snipped. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have a, my Vega P. They're going to be my friends. Um, the old Vega P, eh? Yeah, yeah. You're a very Minnesotan there, eh? Hey? Hey? hey. 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 Yeah, I, I agree with Josh, we kind of went through quarantine really quick because. I'm sure a lot of us either read a lot, uh, watched a lot of movies or TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I signed up for Disney Plus.
3: Oh yeah, Watching
2: Hamilton. The dark side. I know. do you watch do Hamilton? The, I, okay, can I say I watched watch Hamilton? And it's fucking amazing. I, 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 I
3: It's been on my, my to do list, but one of my you ta- can I, I watched my, it. My, my you tablet. can at
2: me if you want, but my tablet it's freezes amazing. when I watch. You like TV. it? Yeah. That's I awesome.
1: need to try and watch it after my... the kid goes to bed because from the time we started recording. Till now, I've probably gotten up almost a dozen times because yes, the true. kid is like fifteen feet away and keeps needing something, and so I don't think I'd be able to really follow along if I watched it with her. So, mm. <laughs> so I definitely want to try and watch that because it's it's pretty long, isn't it?
2: Uh it's two and a half hours.
3: Uh, I really and wanted when, to see it when it came to
2: Minneapolis. When you can see what what I like about, a course, it's. Hollywoodized, it's not... I mean, they're trying to take a very boring story on Andrew Hamilton and making it into a musical and a play. Um, Or, what did I say? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna see, say the same thing. Alexander, nice pardon touch. me. And I actually, I read up on... I, Andy I, Hamilton? <laughs> that Mark Hamilton dude. No. Mark Hamilton. Hamill? Uh, yeah, Mark Hamill. Oh, I know, but Literally how they made it into the show... Is that I guess Lynn Manuel Miranda back in like 08 was just like on a vacation with like his wife, and he and the book that he that is based off of is like a thousand pages and it's very dense, very you know the biography on, on Alexander Hamilton. And while he was reading it, he was like, "This would be an awesome like musical," and you're like, "Okay." And so, so he created a musical. So in his head, he had all these songs going on, and he was like. This would be awesome if it was, like, people of color. It would be awesome if this was a play. And he literally wrote all the songs in this musical, like, right there. And apparently the the author of the book at first was like, you want to seriously <laughs> make my book into a, like, musical? Are you kidding me? But then when he sat down and saw, like, what Miranda wanted to do, he was like, let's do this. And, awesome. and, huh. and it became awesome. And... Just seeing, like, and what's so awesome is so many of the characters played, like, double roles. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, one of our favorite shows this is not a recommendation, but it's Snow Piercer, which was, um, with, it's not my recommendation, but one of the main actors in the show, or in that Snow Piercer show, actually was in Hamilton, W. Diggs. Uh, he played Thomas Jefferson, and it's just, it's just phenomenal. It was just, like, Oh. I wish I could have seen it on, in in um on Broadway, but if you have Disney Plus, on Broadway, watch it. should we do recommendations? Because we'll probably be here a hot minute doing recommendations, and I don't want to have Caleb do all it's the eight, editing over eight, my daughter. It's eight thirty, and some people have to sleep, I, I like know. Caleb. I know. Sorry.
1: Oh, we also, uh, it's all right good. at the beginning of uh, to quarantine, we got a cat. Yes, we did. I
3: love your cat. We got uh, a cat like and.
1: Three days, like three or four days before Minnesota's official stay at home order. Um, one day, we, we had talked about it off and on. One day, we woke up, and Brian's like, you know, maybe we should look into getting a cat. I've looked on the Humane Society's website. We looked at a few, We we went down there, we saw a few. There's one that we liked um we kept his name um his name is jack
2: his full name is what
1: well i'll get to that uh he's three years old he is a black cat he just snuggled right up to us ava loved playing with him brian said do you want you want to come home with us and he jumped up on brian's lap put his paws on his chest and nuzzled against his beard so i think that was a yes when we got home we realized that we adopted a black cat on Friday the 13th. <laughs> and so his full no! official name is Jack Skellington. And so now we have two toddlers at home, and it's sometimes they're at each other picking on each other, and then Ava will wake up crying from a bad dream, and he jumps right on her bed and lays next to her. And I think again.
2: They fight like siblings. Yes. Ava, what's the matter, sweetheart? They fight like siblings. What's the matter? Um, sometimes Ava will cry because Jack scratched her and you, you like, he'll draw blood. And he then sounds the, like a Republican. And then, and then the next time you turn around and Ava's jumping on his head. So, they're acting like siblings. And she calls Jack her little brother. So. That's yes. cute. He, he is a sweet cat. He's very, very It's That's true. He's very, very affectionate. Sweet. Yes. Like, Caleb's. Roommate's cat is probably one of the most annoying cats I've ever met in my life. Yeah, he's annoying. He's a nice cat, but he can consistently, like, meow. And, like, our cat only meows, like, when he's sad or he wants food. Other than that, like, he literally will go on the corner and just sleep. Good cat. Or he'll wake up, if you leave your door open, he'll, like, wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and start, like, nubbling, and nubbling, nibbling your toes, which (laughs) can kind of be annoying when you need to get up. To go to work. Um, We also bought a new car during quarantine. We actually got a pretty good deal. Um, We thought we were going to be one of the few people that actually went out and bought a car. No, where we bought a car, we bought a Toyota RAV4. Shout out to RAV4s.
1: They're amazing. Um,
2: They're freaking amazing cars. I'm in love with it. Um, But apparently, like, on a weekly basis, Toyota will say, we, we probably sell about five cars. Um, uh, a month um, throughout the country yeah Toyota was selling about 28 to 30,000 cars a month wow during quarantine so every everyone wanted a car during quarantine um what else, did anybody else buy anything cool in quarantine I got a tattoo during quarantine nice
4: I bought a synthesizer
1: nice yes, a microcord.
2: cool I like your music too I like it thank you I'm kind of jealous because I want one, too. But we
1: welcomed a nephew into the world yes, during we did. quarantine. Shout out to Natalie Ose, one of our listeners, my sister. Give birth to a beautiful baby boy. Congrats.
2: He's cute.
1: Our first nephew on, for me and Brian on both sides of the family in 17 years. Mm-hmm. Cool.
2: We're very we're very girl-heavy. Very girl-heavy. Wow, yeah. Including our own daughter. I
1: chopped off my hair last week
2: I know it's beautiful you pull it it's off good, 12,
1: 12 inches I was oh, there's a people and I went 6 months without a haircut and well, I was already I was already ready to get a haircut inches. when everything hey. shut down so
2: I was too... hey. <laughs> I'm glad Caleb caught that at least
1: I could put my hair up and get out of the way before Brian got his haircut it was just so like thick and fluffy that he couldn't even he couldn't hide it it's not like he could put it up at all
2: <sighs> yes um we're all over the place I'm just I'm just excited I'm a little inebriated I'm not gonna lie um cause it's the first time we've been together in a while and I don't have to work for like Yay. a week for like four days um so I'm excited it's almost a week almost a week um so I'm gonna enjoy it we're going on vacation tomorrow not when this is out um let's do some recommendations cause I know we all binged shows read books whatever And we're going to let you good listeners hopefully pick up on some of our recommendations. Yes. I'm going to throw out a couple. I already said Hamilton. Watch Hamilton. It'll change your life. Well, maybe not your life, but it was really good. Well done. Um, Netflix is really uh, kicking, kicking ass on foreign content. I'm going to recommend two shows that are in the German language. And there's a lot of shows on Netflix that the dubbing is really, really bad, even like in the English. But these two shows um, actually did really, really good. A job at it. Um, the first show I'm going to recommend is called Dark.
0: D-A-R-K.
2: Mm. Um, there's three seasons of it. The third season just came out. Um, end of June. Um, it's sci-fi show. It's Fucking amazing! I'm just gonna say that it has to deal with there's murder mystery, there's love, there's um, time travel, Ooh. there's there's theology that's involved with it, and there's and it also deals with the multiverse, which if you know what the multiverse is, um, multiple universes existing at the same time where there's multiple U's in each of those universes, so. If there's like in this particular show, there's three multiverses, so there would be three Caleb's, three Kalines, three Brian's, so on and so forth, and all of them existing in different timelines, living life in completely different ways than the other characters or the other uses and other characters. Hmm. So it's a very you can't watch the show tired, you can't watch the show drunk or high. You have to watch hmm. the seriously. You have to watch the show completely what, sober. What,
3: what show is this called?
2: Uh, it's called Dark.
3: Sounds good. It, it sounds um, really similar to the multiverse, like, ideas, like,
2: on Supergirl and Probably is. Um, Super good. The other show I highly recommend, is also in German, and I'm almost done with this series, it's called Babylon Berlin. Hmm. Um, it's created by um, Tom Twyker, who did such, uh, his famous movie is Run, Lola, Run. If you like Run, Lola, Run, he did Babylon Berlin, he's a German guy, Um it's a show set it takes place in 1929 in berlin um and anybody who knows me who's listened before i'm obsessed with like 1920s and 30s like culture not just american but all over because i that was like the decade and era where like gangsters ruled the whole world um i mean just like now Pretty much. But they actually dressed cool. And let me tell you. They like, dressed cool, they, didn't look like, they dressed cool. <laughs> they they dressed really Every, cool. Everyone was They didn't wear and, hoodies? No, everyone was the They lady. had watches with chains on them? Yes. They had monocles. They had watches with chains. That's classic. That's class. Everyone had like three Isn't to four. Candy? Well, it's like haber, haberdasheries. Like, and can I just say in those shows, you know, like. I mean, a lot of us smoke here on this podcast or drink. I swear to God back in the 20s if this is accurate I I, just, I don't think there's a single episode where you go like two minutes within the show without anybody just lighting up it's just like so it's like you get up from sleep you smoke you you have a meeting you smoke you're done having sex you smoke you go dancing you smoke.
1: You go out
2: um, for a run. You have some- yeah, nah. pretty much. You're going out to work out. You're smoking while you're working out. No, but it, you're eating it, dinner. You smoke. It, 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 it's like a murder mystery show, but it's also dealing with like the rise of fascism, and the cops are trying to fight fascism and communism. So it's obviously in between World War One and right before like Hitler takes you know rise, and it's actually um, the number one highest rated German TV show ever. Um, it's all German actors and actresses I highly recommend it The dubbing is actually really really good Or well, like subtitles It's called Babylon Berlin um, It's freaking amazing um, I highly recommend it And um, yeah I can't say enough good things about it So do it Watch it I recommend The Good Cop on Netflix Stars Josh Groben, The singer Oh and Tony Danza Tony Danza Excellent, excellent show. Really, really good show. Got canceled after one season, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: it's a really good show. Swamp so thing. Can't say enough about it. It's a
2: good one. I have that for season. And good cop. Watch it. Yeah, watch it. I had another one. I can't think of it right now. Let's stick with that. Good cop. You're up. I know
3: I'm up. I'm trying to. I'm looking on my Netflix list to see what I can say because. You know, whatever, but um, I don't know, for some reason watching Back to the Future has been incredibly Ooh, yeah. comforting. Mm-hmm. And that's, and it's mostly just because it's a childhood nostalgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I know what's gonna happen and and the world is gonna be okay again. When
1: you were a child and things seemed simpler and yeah. didn't have a care in the world type. Yeah. Thing. So
3: they're still on Netflix. They I don't I think they're gonna leave this month or something, yeah. but those are always classes. Yeah. But yeah. And I also watched like all the like Supergirl and Flash and although I'm starting to wonder where they're going with things now, but yeah. whatever. So something nostalgic is my recommendation. So
2: You know what I found out about Back to the Future? This is me nerding out. Yes, Uh, oh, totally. Crispin Glover, who's one of my favorite just obscure actors, who played Marty McFly, the dad, um, did not want to do any sequels. He just wanted or George McFly. Marty McFly was. know your name tonight. I know. Just shoot me. Who are you? Um, I'm your husband.
1: Do you know your name?
2: Ben George McFly. (laughs) Ben? No. Um. Ben Kenobi. Obi Wan Um, Kenobi. So he didn't want to do any of the sequels, but they thought he did such a good job on the first one that back in the 80s they used as much technology that they did Is they had like a, a fill-in actor who kind of looked like it, but then they kind of like superimposed Crispin Glover's features or whatever they could do to mm-hmm. make it look like he was in the second and third one. They
3: did do that and Chris, Crispin Glover was really upset about that actually. Yes. He sued them. And lost. Didn't they well didn't that start the look at trademark for people's faces and stuff, you know, like
2: 'cause it's technically against the law. If someone's like, I don't want to be in your movie or show or whatever, you can't use he, their likeness because you get sued because there's so
3: many stories about why he said no. He says that it wasn't about the money, the producers say that it was back and forth. We
2: can also say that Back to the Future was an amazing trilogy. I'm going to say oh, yeah. it. it was yes. an amazing trilogy. Great trilogy. It was a good yeah. trilogy. trilogy. You know what we watched? This isn't a recommendation but we just watched this on Disney+. Plus. I don't. You, this was a phenomenal show when we were all like young kids. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh yeah.
3: I still can't watch so the great. piece for the, when the judge just like killing the little, Oh, little thing. I fast forward through that because it's just so sick. Christopher
2: Lloyd is badass. Can I just say I it? Like, I'm going to be actually legitimately sad when that man dies. So good.
3: He was on an episode of NCIS recently. It was really good. Hmm. Huh.
2: He was also in the. You're, you're uh, forgetting his, his most famous movie, Suburban Commando. No, Piranha, the remake. What about family? He was so bad. What about Adam's family? I had
3: to go there. I had to go there. Sorry, I know that it's not. No, he was but. good.
2: Who <clears throat> cool. so was? Who helps up? Come on. Angela
4: Yeah, good? I have three really quick recommendations two are European horror movies that I watched which are really amazing um, one is a British horror movie called The Borderlands but I think it, it, you can look it up by two different titles one is called The Borderlands and one is called Final Prayer um, and it's about it's a found footage movie which I normally don't like Kind of like Blair Witch or whatever? Yes. Yep. And it's about two guys um, uh, researching paranoia that's happening in this, like, really small Scottish church. Mm. And um, they might suspect uh, shenanigans from the priest mm. at the church, and oh, wow. it's kind of a twisty, turny uh Footage movie, which I cool. loved. It was so good. We were just
0: talking about this last night, right? Yes. Yeah, that that's the one. Good.
4: Yep, The good. Borderlands. And then one that I actually bought on DVD because I loved it so much um, is a British horror movie. Um, Who's the director? Liam Gavin, who is also going to be directing a couple of episodes of The New Haunting of Hill House. Oh, if you like yes. that on Netflix, yes. he'll be doing a couple episodes of that. And he made this really amazing movie called A Dark Song. And it's about um, cool. a woman going to a man. Um, her child was killed, and she wants to go through this really elaborate demonic ritual to try to summon an archangel so she can communicate with her son again. No, it's actually, what, it's, why is
2: it streaming on? Is it a streaming thing? No.
4: I don't, I don't know. You might just have to like search search it. But a dark song by Liam Gavin. And they is have it on
0: YouTube. Or that actually incredible. Totally ties into my recommendation. It's so
4: good. Um, the Borderlands was really, really good. Dark Song was like after it got done, I was like dark. on oh. on Amazon like ordering the DVD because it was so, so fucking good.
0: But it, it, it is uh, a very long, slow paced It's burn, a pace. slow, slow burn,
4: burn, but holy slow shit, burn. the payoff
0: like is.
4: It incredible it's very very good so a dark song by lean gavin and then a quick quick recommendation re-watch episodes of Mythbusters Mythbusters in honor of our dearly departed grant imahara Aww. who at 49 years old died of a brain aneurysm and oh, he was that's in what he died from oh that's yep, awful! in perfect health just the sweetest coolest dude so like brain aneurysm don't d- don't hesitate on doing stuff you want to do <laughs>
2: yep. you never Enjoy. know when it's
4: gonna be
0: splurge
4: yep you never know when it's gonna be taken away and grant was my favorite mythbuster so i i took it pretty hard but i've been rewatching mythbusters and it's like such a good joyful awesome show oh, you were before i would I, w- I was yeah before i even found out grant passed
2: so can um, we say 2020 we say like a lot of famous people die. But I feel like this year, even through the pandemic, we've had so many people, like famous people, die. And just...
4: yeah, Grant Grant was a hard one. Twenty twenty can suck it.
2: Fred so, so
4: watch MythBusters and build a robot or build something in honor of Grant.
2: And watch good horror movies.
4: And watch good European
0: horror movies. So my only recommendation is the Schwep. Uh, this Secret History of Western Esotericism podcast, which I keep plugging because it's that fucking good. Um, but I was listening to episode... rewat listening to episode two. I think it's up to over 150 now um, episodes, but it was about uh, esotericism in the Middle Ages and how people were obsessed with trying to contact angels, which is where that whole ritual comes from.
4: It's it, um, like they took... Um, Going back to A Dark Song, like, they took actual, like, uh, oh. stuff from Alistair Crowley, like, what he did, but the director said he was too scared to actually do what Alistair Crowley did, so he did, like, versions of it. But yeah, it was about, like, contacting the Al-
0: Alistair Crowley's versions of it were just smoke and mirrors compared to what, like, actual alchemists and magicians were actually doing at the time. So, super interesting. But it's funny that Christian's well, at the mo- at Catholic Christians at the time really wanted to connect, like, really wanted to contact angels because they thought they could get secret knowledge from angels. It's mm-hmm. so, like they couldn't talk to God or Jesus or, you know, the Holy Spirit, but they had to find an angel they could trap. And mm-hmm. they trapped an angel. The yeah. angel had to tell the truth. Yeah. You know, which is weird. Uh, and show them where their gold is. Yeah, it's is weird. I do I was thinking of leprechaun.
1: I caught you. Now you have to give me something. Yeah, They're it's
0: gold. Yeah, yeah, it's weird that, like, how could I trap you? And the whole, the whole symbol on the floor thing is, um, was a like mistranslation from the 18th century. It's really interesting. Um, I to to but yeah. I love that podcast. It's um, it's very it's informative. It, it, they call it the SHWEP. Ac- it's an acronym, obviously. It's secret history of Western esotericism podcast. Schrepp. Um Very good. I'll um, listen to it. That very very informative. Um, really in depth about. So it goes from about the 6th century BC. Maybe, maybe a 1,000 B.C., um, all the way to present day and how it really deals with everything from the Freemasons and the Rosicrucians to, like, the fake history of them, you know? The people who are like, well, the Rosicrucians are an evil devil cult, so that's what they are. It's like, no, they're actually a Christian order who was dedicated to, you know, this, this, and this. And it's like, well, yeah, but I don't like them so you know it's 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 the same thing like when people you know talk about the black panther party well they were just violent extremists no they are people trying to cause a revolution in their country because they're experiencing oppressive racism but you don't like them so okay i guess yeah they're just violent and militant <laughs> but yeah the Schwepp, they, they recently so for years they would never actually had a photo a couple of months ago they actually have an actual photo and they like a logo. Oh, wow. <laughs> Are they like historians that do it? Or just like. He interviews a lot of professors. Um, And the host himself seems very knowledgeable about this. So let's see if I can actually find his name. Someone else can do a recommendation while I figure that out. So, Earl Fontenelle. So, Earl, if you're listening, I Mm -hmm. appreciate your podcast. And I've been plugging this for a long
2: time. So pay us, yeah. Ava, do you have a recommendation? Do you
1: have, what do you? What have you been watching lately? What, what, what show are you watching right now?
2: Uh, I'm going to say two for Ava. She loves watching Sid the Science Kid
1: on PBS.
2: Nice. Um, and she also on Disney Plus loves watching Vampirina, which I will have to say. Uh-huh. I'm liking it because it's about a family of vampires that move from Transylvania to to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, And it's Kitty. but it's kind of fun because it's all, like, ghoulish and stuff like that. So I am raising my kid right when she likes shows like Vampirina and Coraline. It's kind of dark, so...
1: Which, there's a lot of creepy stuff in Coraline, but she absolutely loves it. She doesn't find it creepy. She even asked me to make her a Coraline doll, which I think looks kind of terrifying, um, but she, she loves it anyways. Um, my recommendation, Brian briefly mentioned the show Snowpiercer. It is fantastic. So, based off
0: the movie?
1: Yes, based off the movie. Um, so, I mean, there's some things different without giving anything away. I believe in the movie, they're at, like, the 17-year, 17 17-18-year 17, point. In the show, they're in, like, the seventh mm-hmm. year. Um, so, like, time-wise, um... But obviously, like, what's going on in the movie, like, the whole major plot line, you know, takes a different course. Um, And Ava's watching Sid, the Science Kid, if if she recommended. Okay, then go over there and listen. Um, Another thing I recommend is with books, with books, if, if you get a little, if you get a little um intimidated of reading very long books i recommend listening to it as an audiobook it makes it go a lot quicker makes it easier to find the time um i'm currently about halfway through of uh, stephen king's it and it is fantastic i'm plugging um,
4: through that like with the book book and it's like yeah, intimidating um,
1: because I feel like, for me, if if I have a book that's, like, a couple hundred pages, you know, it doesn't seem too intimidating, if it's more than that, because that, do you, how long is the actual, like, physical copy of the it's book, like you know? Pages, right? It looks
4: like a fucking dictionary. Yeah. Like, it's about
1: 45 hours for the audiobook, so it's, it's a full-time, it's a full-time job with overtime, <laughs> if you yeah. about it. And um, what's crazy
4: is the guy who narrates that, Stephen Weber, mm-hmm. um, in... Stephen King's like clapback version of The Shining, which he did, which is like horrendous compared to the Stanley Kubrick True. version. Stephen Weber played Jack Torrance. Oh, yes. So like Never he's like either. really tight with Stephen yeah. King, so he had him do the reading of it. Yeah, not interesting.
1: So and what I like with Ooh. the book so far, again, if there's people who aren't aware of I'm the storyline right. of it. I'm sure most people are, if that's your thing, but it's not giving anything away, but what I like in the book is it intertwines and goes back and forth with the stories of the kid when they were kids and when they were adults, and some books, when they do stuff like that, like books and movies, when they do things like that, it gets too confusing and doesn't make sense, but it it works really well, how it goes back and forth and... You know, as you've probably heard with Ava and how I said how many times I've gotten up, I usually can't really sit down and, you know, read for a while. And um, thank goodness for wireless earbuds, because then my kid's not getting tangled up in the cords. And it's definitely not something that a three-year-old should be listening to Mm -hmm. and even just hearing a little bit. So It's way dirtier than the movies. (laughs) Just letting you know. (sighs) So, yeah, Snowpiercer, the show and the movie, audiobooks, specifically Stephen King's it, and uh, wireless earbuds. Those are my recommendations.
2: Yeah, cool. This isn't a recommendation, but to our listeners, um, we are going to be pretty soon rolling out merch. I know we've teased it for a hot minute, but Amanda um, has a machine that she bought called the Cricut, which is every crafter and artists' um, dream. So we're going to be making vinyl t-shirts. We can post a few
1: more pictures. Um, Brian and Ava. Well, Ava was, but Brian is wearing his shirt. And so, yeah, we'll post some pictures. And then um, sometime shortly, we'll probably post on our Instagram if people want to... um, I don't know if it's quite really like a pre-order, but if you ordered something, what size of shirt, just so we kind of get an idea of what to order for merchandise, uh, for shirts and everything. Um, If anyone has any other ideas of stuff that you'd like to see in our merch shop, like it could be shirts, it could be hats, tote bags, stickers. glasses. Yeah, anything like that, let us know.
2: Oh, also, we we found a really good reputable company um, for a good deal, and we're going to be rolling out stickers, Sacred Collective stickers, um, with their logo on it so um, we'll probably sell them at not that much of a price but so you can slap that on your you know, analgene bottles a book, your coffee table your car or whatever um, and just spread it out it would be really cool if people could take pictures anywhere in the world when, when those stickers roll out so we're going to be rolling that out here probably by the end of the summer so thanks for listening and find us on find us on Facebook. We're not on there that much, but find us there. You can mostly find us on Instagram where we where uh, we like to be on our social medias. So yeah, reach out, let us know. Thanks for listening. Yep.
1: Bye everybody. Bye. Thanks for being part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, find us on social media. At Sacred MN.
4: If you like that, you might enjoy the Loosen the Bible Belt podcast with Jay Baker and me, Kristen Becker.
5: One of my dad's friends thought it would be funny to send me a, 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 a subscription to Playboy to my house. <laughs> and my mom didn't realize what was in the black, black plastic bags. So she would just throw them on my bed. I'd come home and I'd be like, oh, new shit Playboy. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: uh. Pretty funny, yeah okay. Ray hey. is
2: really into this magazine I'm glad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's really reading He's
4: really his mind He's such a reader It's weird that he's dyslexic <laughs> Yeah
5: <laughs> And he has to shut the door
4: uh. That's really funny, Jay, that you were dyslexic and you just kept getting magazines and yeah. <laughs> no one thought twice about it. I just thought, like the, like, the
5: porn fairy was coming to town. I was like, what? Anyway, sorry. That was totally off the
4: subject. Oh, my God. That's so funny. You just, like, like your life was that good that, like, the <laughs> butler left you Playboys? Butler. <laughs>
5: this was post-butler. This was post-my dad was in prison, so. Oh, okay. So <laughs> post- it was butler. one of his friends who, who worked did this magazine scam and thought, well, you know, I bet you Jay's. Jim's son would like some Playboy, and he was
2: right. <laughs>
4: yeah. You are correct,
2: sir. That was a classic. That's yeah.
4: the equivalent of like putting the light bill in your kid's name. Your yeah. dad's friend oh, ran, yeah. ran a magazine scam and put you down as a recipient. To Playboy.
5: Yeah, and I think he would write complaint letters and they would send him money. But anyway, okay, let's get
0: out of this.
4: I
5: don't know why we're here.
0: That was a post Christian podcast. <laughs>